1: In our last broadcast, we focused on intercession. The other half of that coin, prayer and supplication, next on Times of Refreshing. A mature church, as we found out last time on Times of Refreshing, was a church that cared about others to the point of interceding on their behalf, pleading with the Lord for their sake. that involves prayer and supplication. So with that in mind, we want to continue this theme on prayer and take a look at these two elements of prayer, supplication, and speaking or spending time with the Lord. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community. Join us as we continue our look at what it means to spend time with the Lord. Here now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: This morning, I want to talk to you all about prayer and supplication. Prayer and supplication. There's no way that we can have an effective church if we do not know how to pray with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Our church was birthed and built on prayer. We started off as a, prayer, as a prayer, it just really started off as a prayer meeting. And God began to move, began to establish in our hearts and in my heart that this is something that he wanted to do. He wanted to to plant a church in this in this region. And so church is a big part of what, I mean, prayer is a big part of what we do here at the church. We have several prayer teams. We have our strategic prayer team, which is a group of 12 individuals that God specifically had me choose that... They're, they have specific assignments in regards to prayer. And then we have our prayer force, which is a group of, of many individuals that Minister Jennifer is over. And she helps to lead and guide. And, and we cover different areas and aspect of prayer through, through that ministry. We come here every Saturday morning at 6.30 in the morning. I have been doing this for years. For years have been meeting uh, as, a, as, a, as a group. And... And we pray and we intercede. We go before God. And so prayer is a big part of what we do. We teach on prayer a lot. We talk about prayer a lot. We believe in the power of prayer. God responds to our prayer. He hears us when we call upon him. And so all of us have to realize that this has to be a big part of our lives. It's a big part of keeping a church successful. You know, sometimes we talk about prayer, but we don't do it. We know it's the right thing to do, and we should, but we don't do it. We want to be a church that practices um, prayer. And not just, um, you know, one aspect of prayer, but all prayer. And we're going to see, we're going to kind of define this as we we go down here through the Scripture. Apostle Paul was big on this. He had opposition. He had things that came against him. He was an individual who understood the warfare aspect of being a Christian. Being a Christian is not for the faint of heart. The devil is going to attack you. You're going to have people that hate you. You're going to have things that come up unexpectedly. You're going to get into situations that may be tough to bear and hard to bear. The, the, the you know, demons are going to whisper in your ear, try to convince you that God isn't real. He's not coming through. You have to know down in your knower that God is who he says he is, amen. Because this is a battle. This is a fight. And we got to be able to, we have to be willing to pick up our sword and begin to fight and do, use the tools that God has used us so that, has given us so that we might be successful in life. And it's a shame because I, I, I told you a lot, it's amazing. Giving my life to God, watching people as Christians, I'm telling you, sometimes Christians can be some of the weakest, faithless people you could ever be around. Now, they don't say that, but you how they respond to adversity tells you what's really down on the inside of them. And sometimes they, I shake my head. We are the people of God. God is on our side. After you get done crying, get up and start swinging back at the devil. Can I have an amen in this place? Start swinging back at the devil. And the context here we're going to see is really, really important. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, he says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now look at this. Praying always with all prayer. Somebody say all prayer. All prayer prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly, oh I like that, speak boldly as I ought to speak. And so he talks about praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. But as you look at these verses, verse 10 on down to 20 is the context here. He's talking about warfare. He's talking about opposition. He's talking about principalities and powers and the, the wicked, wicked rulers of the darkness of this age. The spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly or high places. That we have Opposition. And our response to the opposition is to make sure that we're effective when it comes to prayer. Prayer, but not only just prayer, he says all prayer, and then he says supplication. And so we have to take a good look at this, because there's different kind of prayer. There's just prayer, and I've talked about this before. Just basic prayer. When you get before God, and you're just sitting before God, and you're talking to God, and it's not a matter of requesting anything, asking for anything, But just communing with the Lord, getting to know Him, making yourself available as God would like you to make yourself available. Prayer. This is just a basic form of of prayer. Just talking to God. Lord, this is such a nice day. Lord, I'm so thankful for what you've done today. I'm just blessed. Just enjoying God in that matter is what we have to learn to do. Thanksgiving is also a form of prayer. When you come before God, just like I stated, and all you're doing is just thanking God for all the great things that he's doing. That is a form of prayer. He says all prayer, and Thanksgiving is a form of prayer. God, I bless you. I thank you for what you're doing. God, you're good. You're awesome. You're mighty. Lord, I praise you for opening this door for me. God, you're just a blessing in my life. This is the thing that we should do. It says intercession, and we talked about intercession in the first service. And when you interpose yourself in between a person or a thing and a crisis or something that is going on or or adversity in a person's life, you stand in the gap, if you will, and you build up the hedge for a person. And you say, God, just like Abraham did for Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot and his family. God, if there be 50 here, will you not spare? That you put yourself in the gap. That is intercession. That's a form of prayer. Fasting is a form of prayer. But you know, denying yourself through fasting is a form of prayer. You're humbling your soul. You're quieting your spirit. You're, you're, um, you're sacrificing an aspect and part of your very being for the sake of getting God's attention that he might come in and respond to you. That's fasting. You're denying yourself. Fasting is a form of prayer. You know meditation. There's something that, that biblical meditation is right. The devil has taken meditation and these things and he's really perverted it. But David meditated he mused on his bed and he began to enjoy the presence of God you take the scripture and you just sit there with it quietly in your mind going over it and over it it's like a a, a an animal that chews the cud it's here but then you bring it up again you It's here, but then you bring it up again, and you sit before the Lord. Meditation is good. It also quiets your mind, steals you, gets you to a place of of peace when you're thinking on godly things, thinking on the Lord Jesus Christ, meditating on His Word. That's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to meditate on His Word. Meditation is a form of prayer. And then we have things like prophetic in, in. Intercession. Where you begin to intercede and then now the Holy Spirit accesses your mind and causes you to pray for things that maybe you don't have a lot of knowledge about. But the Spirit of God has accessed your mind and your spirit to insert or interject something that He would like you to pray about or to intercede about. This is, this is prophetic intercession. And then you know worship. When you sit down and we begin to sing these songs. Some of these songs are prayers, These are prayers. These are prayers. Open the eyes of my heart. What you're saying, Lord, I need you to do this. This is a form of prayer. When you begin to worship God. He says all prayer and supplication. So when we're thinking about prayer, we got to get it in our spirit. There's different ways in which we begin to enjoy God. We begin to establish our relationship. And as a church, all of us should incorporate everything I just mentioned into your Into your time with the Lord. You can't just come before the Lord and say, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me for the rest of your life. Sign of maturity is when you start blessing God and thanking God for other things. And I'm going to show you here, God does not mind us asking for things though. And so we want to take our time to like Apostle Paul said, pray always, verse 18, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And this is important. Praying also in the Holy Spirit. Praying under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But then also praying in the Holy Spirit. We've got to realize that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in unknown tongues. Apostle Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. He wasn't critical of people that speak in tongues or pray with the Spirit of God or pray in the Holy Ghost. He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. He said, yet in the church. And he begins to give them insight in how to... Con- How to keep an orderly environment so that there's not confusion and whatnot in the church. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is all about. What happens is people want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. But I don't know about you. If Paul said it was okay for him to do it, then I believe it's okay for me to do it too. Can I have an amen? Amen. And so what we want to do is understand uh, what God is trying to establish. He says being watchful to this end. With all perseverance and supplication. There it is again. For all the saints. Prayer, prayer, prayer. God does not mind us letting our request be made known. Go to Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. Verse four on down to seven. Look at this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness gentleness be known. To all men, the Lord is at hand. He says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything. Somebody say everything. He says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Here it is again. He says all prayer. He says everything by prayer. He says in supplication. He says, let, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. He says, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. How many got some requests? Come on. How many got some requests in here? I, every, everybody should have raised their hand. <laughs> I have some request, Lord. Lord. Well, I'm telling you through the word of God. It is clear God doesn't mind you making requests. This is what supplication is really all about. Supplication is you having a need or want for yourself. And you going before God and asking God for it. That's what it means in the Greek. Supplication. A need or want. And this is tied to something that you would, you would like for yourself. Now, it doesn't exclude you wanting it for someone else. But it is also tied to you wanting something for yourself. Well, all of us. He's saying here in verse 6. Do not be anxious. We shouldn't be anxious about things. And this is one of the things that really gets me. And, uh, and and it's something that all of us have to learn. You know, God is not going to respond to our fear, but he will respond to our faith. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? He will not respond to our fear, but he will respond to our faith. So when we become anxious, we become stressed out, we become worry warts, we become individuals that, you know... Um, panic, throw in the towel, get depressed, get discouraged, quit, run. What we're doing is we're hindering God from doing what He really wants to do in our lives. And we have to stop and read verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Look at your neighbor and tell them, for Nothing. Look at the other one. Tell them for nothing. nothing. The scripture says be anxious for nothing. You get around some people. Hearts pumping. Chill out. And a lot of times what we're worrying about or we're anxious about or we're going through is way over there. We haven't even got there yet. I've learned. That between you getting there, that there's God who's in between you. And he has a way of working things out. (laughs) Until you get to your destination. And then we turn around and say, Lord, I couldn't believe I was so worried about that you came through. God understands that we're but mortals and we go through our issues and problems. And God is, you know, but it's about us un- helping. It's about us sometimes speaking to ourselves and telling ourselves, God, you're going to work this out. I trust you. I refuse to be anxious about this. Ooh, I'm feeling this this morning. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. He says, be anxious for nothing. But what do you do? You, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, I have a need. Supplication, I have a need. I'm bringing this before you, God. I have a need. I'm bringing it. With thanksgiving, I'm bringing it to you, and I'm thanking you that you're going to do it. I'm praising you right now, God. He says, let your request be made known unto God. You don't have a request that's too big for God to handle. It's not like you're going to add. you're asking for something. Now, we want to pray according to the will of God. We want to pray according to God's purposes. God's not going to give you stuff that's you know, not according to His purpose. And will. we understand the basics of that. But when you know something's the will of God, you want to pray and you want to go before God. You, he understands that you have need before you even knew you had the need. And a lot of times He's preparing things before you and uh, and, and and for you. Without you even really realizing it. So all of us have to take time to be anxious for nothing. But let your request be made known to God. Do it in humility. Do it in humility. God, you better come through. The devil is a lie. You're not going to get nothing. Come in humility. Understanding that the God that you serve, nothing is impossible with him. Amen? Amen. Now watch this. Go to Luke chapter 18. I'm going to show you a picture of this. Luke chapter 18, verse 1 on down to 8. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Look at verse 18, the chapter 18, verse 1. Look at this. Luke 18, verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always, somebody say always. always. Come on, look at your neighbor and say Always. always always ought to pray and not lose heart always ought to pray whoo i'm liking this always ought to pray and not lose heart i'm not quitting i'm not throwing in the towel i'm not giving up i'm not backing down i know this is the will of god i'm not retreating i'm not drawing back this is lord here i am i'm not losing heart in fact i'm gonna get even more radical He said in verse 2 saying that there was a certain city. There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. For afterward he said within himself though I do not fear God nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubles me. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes... Will he really find faith on the earth? Prayer and supplication. we got to learn to keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking. Knock, ask, seek, ask, seek, knock. That you keep going before God. See, what, what some people have taught in the, in the church that, that if you pray one time, People need to read their Bibles. <laughs> if you pray one time, then you don't need to pray anymore. Because if you ask again, then you might not be in faith. The devil is a lie. Jesus just told this person right here that you're showing God you have faith when you keep coming back to him. And saying, God, come on, bring this, through th- this thing through. Because what we want to do is we want to show God that we're serious about it. He says cry out day and night and we're acknowledging that God you're the only one that can do it. And I'm going to continue to bring this before you. Well, for us, it's the same thing. It sounds good what they've taught, what people have said, but it's not biblical. Jesus defines what faith is. And he said that this widow coming before this judge continually and wearing him. <laughs> Some of us, we need to start wearing God out. <laughs> ah, Lord, here I am again. I'm here again, Lord. I know you hear me. I know you hear me. I know you hear me, God. I know you hear me. Here I am again. I'm here in 5 o'clock. I'm here at midnight. I'm here at 6 o'clock. I'm still here. Where are you going, God? I'm on your tail. I want you to know I'm right here, God. I'm pursuing you. Well, this is the mindset that we have to have, saints. It's the heart that we have to have when it comes to prayer. Many people are not persistent. we got to become pit bulls when it comes to prayer. Arr! Until we see the manifestation of what God is is looking for in our lives. Amen? And so all of us here have to take this time. Well, he didn't condemn this widow. He's trying to make a point. That God shall avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him. Though he bears long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Are there persistent people that continue to go before God with prayer and supplication? Man, I'm going off. I'm just gonna pray. I want to I'm highlighting this particular area because I know God is is moving on me, and and this is something I want to see. God really move. I'm gonna bring this before God. You can pray something through in your life. Daniel prayed for 21 days until he saw and got word from God, consecrated, set himself apart went before God, would not relent, and then God sent messengers. And sometimes the delay is a matter of the warfare that's going on over your prayers.
1: Our production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit.